Welcome to the Death Talk Podcast. My name is Freddie Maggard. I'm joined by Nick Roush in Louisville. Nick, I am actually at the Versailles Kroger that I talk about all the time. Uh, they're cooking ribs outside. They're going to be cooking ribs throughout the July 4th weekend, and, and they're donating food, and they're feeding the first responders here in Versailles and Woodford County. So uh, I had ribs for breakfast, so I thought I'd camp out here and just do the podcast, man. Man, I I really wish I could be there. Uh, my house has kind of turned into a sick ward, so it's yeah. probably not a good idea because that sounds incredible. I can't think of of all the breakfast meals out there. Barbecue ribs from the Versailles Kroger sounds like the best <laughs> breakfast. It's the breakfast of champions. It's replacing Wheaties. That's uh, what I had for breakfast yesterday. And that's what I'm having for breakfast today. So, <laughs> hey, it is what it is. So if you hear noises back there that's the uh Shane and, and those folks that are cooking drawing attention to the to the ribs place so yeah Nick we are uh we're fortunate that uh that, that when we eat ribs we get thirsty we need mm-hmm. to hydrate man we need to hydrate so we're proud that that we're we're partnering with sword performance uh, life is thirsty work the water and traditional sports drinks just don't cut it Created in Kentucky, Sword Performance offers Shield, a brand new innovation in the sports drink world. With bold fruit flavors, balanced electrolytes, and natural ingredients, Shield hydrates better and faster than water and quenches thirst for anyone at any time. I think you need, uh, you, you and your family need some Shield right now, Nick. Definitely, definitely. Especially, you know, sick kids that, that's yeah. getting them to drink and eat, it can be a challenge, but I mean, you're, you can't not turn down some, field because it's delicious and nutritious it's got it's got it all from sword performance yeah go ahead and be relentless shield always has it covered hydrate now with a bottle of shield available at your local kentucky convenience stores learn more at drinksword.com built in the bluegrass built by sword performance so uh yeah you need to go pick some up you and brooke can, can hydrate and feel better Nick. i hope i hope you hope all your family feels better I appreciate it. It's no fun to come home sick from vacation, but hey, it happens. You deal with it. You move on. Yeah, I'm. Yeah, uh, you do. I, I will be excited to get back on the road because Freddie, it looks like you've been on the road recently. Yeah, yesterday, uh, last night, about seven thirty on, on KSR website, we posted our first stop in the, in the Kroger hometown pickup tour, and we featured Jackson Smith, and, and that that tour. We're going to go all around Kentucky, and we've already reported the second one. I can't really release where we were on Wednesday, but that'll be out next week. But uh, I went to I went to Bull County, Nick, to interview Jackson Smith, and we interviewed his dad Andy, and then I talked to his head coach Justin Haddix. I went there to talk to Jackson Smith, the player, but this series, this tour, you know, now the, the, the theme, the phrase is NIL, right? So. Right. Uh, my focus and Kroger's focus on, on the hometown pickup tour was to was to get to know these players beyond. Okay, yeah, I'm visiting here. This is what I thought. These are my final choices. This is where I'm committing, and get to know the person, the community more. So I went to interview Jackson Smith, and I left Nick with an education about a championship culture at Bull County, and, and, and a better understanding on how that program has won so many state championships 
and being consistent throughout the years. And it, it was a it was a fascinating interview. It's on video. You can go to the website and, and see it if you've not done so uh, at this point. But uh, it, it's going to be a fun series. I, I know we're going to uh, we're going to be visiting your area, the Louisville area, in the near future, and looking forward to that. Oh, I've already got something fun planned from one, and I may or may not look dumb in the process. But you know what? It's 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 for the players. It's to to introduce yes. to the fans. And I'm excited. I, I enjoyed it, Freddie. There, even Zach had a few off the cuff, uh, some good. <laughs> there. And I gotta say, Freddie, you've I've seen you do many a television appearances, but you look best with a football in your hand. That's when you're at your most natural. <laughs> I need to see more Freddie Maggard just pounding away the rock on the on the fifty yard line. Yeah, that was fun talking to Justin Haddock. You know, he was the head coach of Boyle County. He was a good you know, player I, back in the day too. If I it was at Breathitt County. Yeah, Breathitt County. I was at Old Cardinal Stadium. Mm-hmm. Breathitt County played Corbin in the state championship game. My sister, Samantha, is a teacher at Corbin, at Corbin uh, Elementary, so we went to support uh, her. And Breathitt County was up 35 to nothing at halftime. <laughs> and it was, Nick, it was, it was seriously about 10 degrees. It was so cold. Yeah, and that then, stadium so, it was the coldest stadium in the cold history of stadiums, ever. too. Yeah. So, yeah, Coach Haddix won a state championship for the quarterback in Breathitt County, went on to start at, at Western at quarterback, and has been a successful coach since. So it, it was good to catch up with him. But, you know, I wanted to talk to him about at what point on the field you get comfortable sending Jackson out to kick the field goal. You know, when you cross, and, you know, and he's pretty much said when you cross the 40, you know, he already counts on at least three points. So that can change the way that an offensive coordinator or a play caller does his job. So that, that was fun to hear that aspect of it. Yeah, yeah. Um, man, that's got to be a nice luxury. Nick Saban can't even say that. Yeah, no kidding. I mean, so <laughs> – and I found Jackson to have a great personality. Uh, you know, he's a humble kid, hardworking kid. You know, if you watch the interview, you find out that he works – during the summer as an air conditioning and air and heating specialist. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, so, <laughs> you know, in, in a time where, where you see players just going all through the country, doing this camp, that camp, doing, you know, chasing this star, that star, he's out hooking up an air conditioner. So, uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll that was Everybody's trying to make money just off their name. He's like, you know, I'm just going to get into HMAC. <laughs> yeah, yeah, which brings up a good point. Nick, I think we need to talk about the yeah. name, image, likeness, uh, you know, because it's taken off. I mean, it, you know, started on July 1st. Personally, I'm happy for the players. Uh, you know, some former player, it, it's a mixed reaction with some of the former players that I've talked to. Mainly, if they're if they're negative about it, it's because they're jealous that we didn't get it. Right, but, right. But, but, you know, you and I have known each other for quite some time now, and I think, you know me good enough to know that I, I look at today and tomorrow more than I look at yesterday. Uh, so I'm I'm very happy for the players of today, and I'm happy for the players of tomorrow. But, you know, talking to our next on stop two of the Kroger hometown pickup tour, NIL was something very important to him. So it, it's going to be interesting to see this thing play out. Yeah, I uh... – I do get the sense that some of the like some of my favorite uh, topics that have been brought up are the, uh, the players who would have really benefited from it back in the day. Yeah, I also enjoy the uh, like 
some of the partnerships, I'm, I'm like, oh, well, this makes sense. And some of the other ones, it's like, all right, this dude really signed a $2 million deal. Like, I don't think so. It sounds really good, but I don't know if that's exactly what's going to happen. So um, I'm, I'm, I was pleased to see some of the dudes that were very prepared. Like, D.R. King was very prepared for nil. He had RF signings. He had merch. He had all sorts of stuff ready to roll out on July 1st. And uh, some other ones have taken a more tepid approach. Uh, and I, I don't think we're going to know the full extent of its impact for months to come. Because for a lot of these, it's not just the players being prepared as to what they're going to do, but it's also businesses and companies knowing yeah, of which, like, how they can utilize these rules to their advantage. So I think that's going to play a, a big role in, in how it gets implemented in this first year or so. Absolutely. It's new to everybody, like you said. Uh, you know, and there are questions. You know, even if you if you dive down in the weeds about this brand you know, little things. Players or football players have to adhere to the twenty-hour rule, right? Mm-hmm. So, is their NIL activity a part of that twenty hours? Because it's a part of who they are as a football player. Does it count just like public appearance used to be? You know, when, when it was for free but it still had to be within that 20 hour limitation is the NIL stuff out there, you know, then the first, and then, and then to look at, look more, more stuff, you know, what about curfews? What if these activities are after a curfew, you know, little things like that's what's fascinating. Either probably will never come up, but looking at, you know, the administrative side of it, uh, it's going to be interesting to see which schools accept it, which schools embrace it. And which schools just see it as a, as a necessary evil. So uh, that, those are a few things that I've looked at. And yes, I think I think a lot of things, Freddie, will work them out rather easily. As far as like you know, you know, uh, I don't think they're going to be needing to do uh, appearances the night before a game. <laughs> like there's some things you've just got to be common sense smart about. Um, yeah. Is, and I, I wouldn't, I don't, you know, I don't think that's going to apply to the 20 hour rule because it's basically just this is going to be their side job now. So instead of going home and maybe playing video games, uh, you can yeah. do nil stuff. I would think that, you know, maybe some coaches are like if a dude's not in his playbook or and he's he's messing around, like you, you can have some screwballs. I could see who get their eyes on the wrong prize at times, but. For the most part, I do think it's just going to be a generally overwhelming benefit. But I am curious, though, because I'm sure your previous position, the one currently held by Courtney Love, I, I, I spoke to him some over the summer, and I know they've done a lot. I just yeah. can't imagine how overwhelming some of the – just getting everybody's ducks in a row. Like, it's just, there's just a yeah. lot. <laughs> it's just a lot. So yeah. – uh, I'm sure they're, they're they might be swimming a little bit right now. Probably feeling like a freshman the first week of uh, install. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And Kentucky football is prepared for this very well. They had, uh, you know, they brought in uh, Jim Cabal from Influencer before, so so they've been very cognizant of the branding aspect of it for their players, and, and I think they're prepared for this. And, and I hope this, and I want these kids to get every dime that, that they can from this. And, and I'm a pro player. I want the players to benefit. Uh, but, you know, I meant looking back, Nick, I I would have made good money from the coal company. Oh, If yeah. you think about it, you know, I meant 
Let's just be honest about Put it. Put a Cole you hat know? on, had that mullet hanging out, throwing a football. That that's when Cole was still was still rolling. So yeah, I mean, you know, just looking at it from from my perspective, I'm sure I could I would have made a, a nice uh, uh, pocket of change from the coal industry. So yeah, it, it is what it is. It's fun. Uh, you know, it's fun to track and, and it's fun to see all these new ways that players can interact with fans. And I'm excited about it uh, and I welcome it. And, and I'm happy that, that finally players are, are getting uh, what they deserve for a very long time. Yeah. I'm, I'm also really, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, uh, hopeful. I, I, I think from a trying to think outside the box, the 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 easiest way for these guys to get rolling because like I, I know that there's some concerns that well they're going to be too worried about making money instead of winning games well making money will <laughs> that, that's a byproduct of winning games and the better you are on the field the more likely somebody's going to pay yep. to have you endorse their product or I mean the the concept of like getting paid to sign autographs after you win a game i mean that's just incredible and yeah I, I don't have any inside knowledge or anything they don't call me to make these plans at ks bar but you better believe that there's going to be some dudes who are coming in to, i mean hell they come in just show up for the food already so you're probably going to yeah. have some guys show up uh and sign an autograph for some money even if it's just a little bit you know that's spending money in your pocket so uh and I, I, i'm I don't think we're going to make a bunch of millionaires out here with this stuff, but it's just the basics, the bare basics. Yeah. Like, like uh, you remember that, that, that punter that for UCF that had like a trick shot YouTube page and they yeah. told him, can't, it told him, take it down or you can't play it for UCF anymore. And he was like, no, I'm, I make pretty good money. I'm going to keep making good money. And so he quit playing for UCF. People like that who already are doing stuff that have a good side hustle, I'm happiest for those folks because, like, they were yeah. they were just getting harmed for for no good reason. So, well, yeah, yeah. I mean, it was just silly. So, I it, it's a new age. It's going to be different. It's going to take some time for us to get used to, but you 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 got to see it as an overwhelming positive. Absolutely, you know, sticking with this theme. Let's give Reggie Bush his, his Osmond back. I mean, you know, I mean, it's the world we live in today. So, yeah, yeah, we, we could spend the whole whole podcast on this, but mm -hmm. I'm excited. I'm happy for the players and I want to see them. Uh, I want to see them prosper in this era and do and do wonderful things, because, again, uh, I do think it's a free market. I do think that it's also going to teach the players about the concept of supply and demand. Yep. Uh, if you go out and you lay an egg and you're not playing well, you're not going to make money on, on, on endorsements. So, uh, you know, looking at this Kentucky team right now, I would obviously think Wondell Robinson mm -hmm. could benefit uh, being a, a local product and with the potential of having a, a tremendous season and, and being a star at Kentucky. Uh, I see Chris Rodriguez with his personality yep. and his production. And, you know, two wonderful young men. I can see them uh, benefiting from this. And, and a guy like Luke Fortner, uh, who is so active in the community anyway. So, you know, yeah. And then defensively, I mean, who wouldn't want Josh Paschal's name associated with their product? Uh, you know, just a quality kid has overcome so much. 
you know, so we can go on and on about it. But I, I'm excited about it. I'm happy right. about it, and I'm ready. I'm ready for these kids to to make some money. But more 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 than that, Nick, I'm looking forward to Louisiana Monroe rolling into Kroger Field. Oh, uh, a- amen, brother. Amen. Especially uh, to get to see what we've got because kind of like the basketball roster, it doesn't feel like it's completely finalized. I'm hoping that uh, the one cool thing about Kentucky is the big blue wall. You know, you want to talk about branding. They've been doing that branding for a while. I, I'd like yeah. to see Luke and Kennard and all those guys uh, uh, sponsoring a fence company. Yeah, you know, I mean, that would be yeah, that's, a, that's another <laughs> thing. Have them out you there know? swinging sledgehammers against a wall. Like, perfect. Collectively, though, I, I could foresee those guys coming mm-hmm. together and doing endorsements. Heck, yeah, I think that, that makes total sense. Be really and cool happy too. for them. Uh, <laughs> but going back to Louisiana Monroe, yeah. Nick, Kentucky opened up at a 27-and-a-half-point favorite over the Warhawks. Um, listen. Not enough points. Little, little background here. I'm going to look at this in two different ways, Nick. First, I'll give you a little background. Louisiana Monroe has a new head coach, Terry Bowden. It was at Akron. It was at Auburn. Uh, head coach. Uh, it is what it is. He's a, he's a name for that program. They're wanting to generate buzz, sell tickets, and maybe get some spark back into the program. He brings in Rich Rodriguez, former head coach at Arizona, West Virginia, Michigan, as his offensive coordinator. But looking at 2020, Nick, averaged 16 points a game, 305 yards per game on offense. Defensively gave up 42 points a game and 464 yards per game. You can look at this in two different ways. The first option, the first way we're going to look at this is Kentucky will come out and score 50 in the first half and very well could. But you have to think, the second way to look at this is what are you going to show Missouri? What, 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 how deep are you going to get into the playbook against Louisiana Monroe? Okay. Do you want to prepare for Missouri by running all your stuff and having a tune-up game for for the most critical game of the early season, which is at home against Missouri? Or do you not get past the glossary in the playbook, go out and and show nothing, and just get a win? Uh, I think for the Big Blue Nation, for the fans who are so eager that didn't get to see this offense, Nick, I think Kentucky's going to come out and put up 60 on, on Louisiana Monroe. <laughs> I, I do. I really do. Uh, so, but it, it, Kentucky would have to accidentally get 60 because Mark Stoops would never do that. Yeah, I mean, he's not I, a big run-up-the-score guy. And he, and he's no, 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 too, he's not. And for me, Freddie, he's a big let's-get-everybody-else-to-play. Uh, yeah. The thing that would worry me, Kentucky's just bad at covering big numbers. They always have under Stoops. They always will be. But the thing is, is 27 and a half points is not a big spread against Louisiana Monroe. I mean, no, it's not. Freddie, it's we not. could, we, you could be, you could be the quarterback, I think, out there today and cover that spread. I mean, yeah, I, I, I just don't, I, you know, I, I don't <laughs> bet. Maybe this is the reason I don't bet because I'm thinking, I, I'm seriously thinking easily Kentucky hangs 50 on them. Mm-hmm. Uh, the question would be, you know, one of the many questions is, is, is when do you go to the young players on defense? Uh, offensively, you go to the young players, you're still going to get production because 
you got young guys out there that are talented as all get out. Uh, you know, you know, just look at quarterback. If you go down to your third quarterback, you're either going to get Levis, Gatewood, or Bo Allen. You go down to your third or fourth running back, you're going to get Lavelle Wright or, uh, you know, uh, somebody like that that can still play. And then you've got these young receivers coming in that you want to get an early look at that are explosive. Devontae Ross, Chris Lewis, uh, Chauncey Magwood, Dekel uh, Crowdus. You want to get them touches. So it's going to be interesting, but I, I just saw that number. It's like, okay, <laughs> I don't bet, but but I, that that <laughs> looks like a lot to me. Oh, I love it. And you know what? And that's – you're not usually one to talk like that either. No, I'm not. <laughs> no, I'm not. Here, here's another way to look at it. What is Rich Rodriguez's offense? What does it do? It goes fast, right? Oh, God. There's going to be so many quick three and outs. There's, there's going to be a – let me use a fancy word, a plethora of three and outs here because they're <laughs> going to go fast. They're going to go fast and go nowhere. So there's going to be a lot of opportunities. I, again, I, I could see Kentucky just rolling this thing up. Oh, love to hear it. I And, Freddie, we're less than – we're 64 days away from kickoff too. And yeah. uh, only got a few weeks to SEC media day. So – yeah, you know, we're getting it, close. It felt like it was off in the distance for the longest time, but that is that's that's it's getting closer. We're we're reading the it it's a it's a midsummer night's dream this weekend with the fourth of July. It is, it is, and then you know the, the other big news coming out of UK is, is offensive tackle LSU offensive tackle Dare Rosenthal uh, is in the transfer portal. Uh, Mike Farrell from Rivals projects him to Kentucky. Uh, I'm hearing a lot of Baylor talk. So it'll be interesting to see where he ends up, uh, what you get from, from Rosenthal. Um, he was a high school star, Nick, but he was a defensive player in high school, uh, four-star player out of uh, Faraday, Louisiana, uh, goes to LSU, gets moved to offensive tackle, had three starts on that national uh, championship team. Uh, First-round talent, Vince Merrill is, is, is obviously his recruiter. So this thing is twisting and turning. Uh, but man, Cole Kublik already projects Kentucky to have the, the number one offensive line in the SEC. Imagine what the addition of Rosen, Rosenthal would do to that line because that Kentucky right. already has. Right. You know, Jeremy Flax, you know, don't sleep on Jeremy Flax. Mm-hmm. He was the number one junior college offensive tackle in the country a couple years ago. So, <laughs> with or without Rosenthal, this offensive line is going to be very good. But with him, and I think, you know, I know there's been off-the-field stuff, but he's at a position where it's now or never. If he if he's going, if he wants to see the money in the NFL, he's looking at an opportunity, a fresh start, uh, to get that done. And what a better uh, situation to be in to play opposite of Darren Kennard. You know, if you look at some people's projection for Rosenthal to the NFL, Kentucky could have two first-round offensive tackles on the line at the same time. And, and that would uh, – I think Chris Rodriguez, I think whoever the quarterback starter ends up being, would like that very much. <laughs> yeah, you want to talk about setting your offense up for success. Big men lead the yeah. way. It starts up front. And, man, the, just the pure talent alone. Uh, I mean, Freddie, it doesn't happen very often unless you're – 
I guess did did Dickerson did he did he get taken in the first round this year? Yes. So Bama had two this year, correct? I yes. Feel, I feel like you just get the once in a blue moon where you'll have one team have two first rounders. But if you could have right. two first first round offensive tackles, that'd be incredible. Um, I know Baylor's been the other team, but ultimately, yeah. I think a lot of this stuff comes down to. Uh, it just takes time to get all dot the t or dot the t's and cross all your eyes. Uh, he was working out with Chris Vaughn at Aspirations Gym. Uh, that's in Louisville. I don't really know why you would go from LSU to Louisville and then Baylor and you know to Waco. Um, it would make a lot of sense though to go from you know, Louisiana to Louisville to Lexington. So I, yeah. I would think that Rosenthal is going to end up at Kentucky. We probably, I mean. It could be like one of those things, Freddie. Kids love making the 4th of July announcements. We could end up getting that, getting some fireworks a little earlier in the day. Uh, yeah. Time. Yeah, I mean, you're talking about depth of tackle then. Then you have Rosenthal, Flax, uh, Nasir Watkins. Played a lot of football. Yeah, so, yeah, you, you that, 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 would be, uh, that would be a significant happening for Kentucky. And I think, uh, you know, with him, I – it would be, you know, I think Cole Kublik would be right. It would be the best offensive line in, in the SEC. And who am I to, to doubt Cole? I, he is my go-to uh, analyst when it comes to football in the SEC period, and especially on the offensive line. I, I, everything he says, I listen to. So uh, that will be a that will be a tremendous game for Kentucky. Uh, Brad Crawford, two four seven Sports, predicted UK to go nine and three. Did you see this, Nick Rouse? You know, that's shocking because he's a big South Carolina guy. I think he's picked them yeah. in the SEC East every year since 1999. <laughs> well, yeah, and we'll see that at media days when Carolina is up there. But, yeah, predict Kentucky to go 9-3, and three, which is, uh, you know, that's a good number. What What is the over and under right now, 7.5 or 6.5? 7, right at 7. So, so if they go 7-5, right and seven. Five, you get your money back. Yeah, so let's just look at that. Kentucky will be favored, significantly favored. It, well, it's not one-point favored at Louisville. I don't know if that's changed. <laughs> that that was <laughs> at one place out in Vegas. You can't find that in a lot of spots, but, gosh, that would be hilarious. I, yes. I can tell so you it won't be one point much longer. Yeah, so, you know, you, you, Kentucky should win its four non-conference games. Mm-hmm. And, then, and then you go – you will be favored at Mississippi State against Vanderbilt at South Carolina. That's three right there. That's seven. That you, you you win the games you should win. And then Tennessee, that's eight. You're going to be favored, right? Mm-hmm. And then you go to the Pickles. Missouri at home. I, I'm, I'm serious, Nick. If, if Missouri beats Kentucky, the Tigers will start the season at 6-0 and before they play Texas A&M. Uh, I, I'm higher on Missouri than most people are. I think, I think that is a very good football team. Uh, and, and I think that's going to be uh, something that Kentucky's going to have to deal with week two. But, you know, pick them against Missouri. And then you go to the three consecutive games. Can I, can I ask you a quick uh, Missouri question, Freddie? Yeah. Are you worried that I think all of their DBs are just former – I don't think it's TCU. I think it's another – It's Texas. Tulsa. Tulsa. Tulsa, yeah. 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 That's – yeah, it seems a little shady. <laughs> True. 
that, that does, and that is something to think about. But I can't remember the defensive coordinator's name. He's yeah, a former, the, former head coach and defensive coordinator in NFL. I, I think that is a oh. discussed. Uh, that's an under discuss happening for Missouri. I think that's going to help uh, 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 Drinkwitz on, on that side of the football. So he was the uh, guy that was at uh, Arizona a few years back. I forget his yeah, name. So, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the defensive front for Missouri is solid, and, and I love Basilak. I think he's, I think he's rising, man. I, I like everything about him. So uh, Kentucky should beat Missouri, but th- this is going to be a significant test for Kentucky. Uh, week two. So Missouri's a pick'em game. Mm-hmm. Kentucky will be favored because it's at home. Right. And then then you have LSU, Florida, Georgia. You're going to be underdogs at Georgia. Uh, and then most likely underdogs at home against LSU and Florida, who are two top ten preseason teams. So on a 12-game schedule, you've got a pick'em game with Missouri. Three tough games there. So I think seven is 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 something that you know if you win your non-conference games, you win the games you're favored. You're looking at eight wins automatically, you know. Mm-hmm. So again, that, that that's a number for the betters out there. That a reason I don't bet. So yeah, <laughs> se- seven seems like an achievable number, Nick. Yeah, yeah, and and as Brad Crawford put it, like. The nine and three is easy to talk yourself into, but it's just how much are you willing to do that? How much do you believe in Will Levis? How much do you believe yeah. in Liam Cohen? Uh, now, by watching Will Levis throw a football on his knees from the 50-yard line, um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm all in on that. Actually, I think it's 13-0 and 0 after seeing that video. That was just – I watched that thing so many times, Freddie. Like, what a freaking cannon. Well, I hate I hate to bust your bubble, Nick, but there's very few quarterbacks that I knew or played with that could not do that. I, I don't care, Freddie. It's still awesome. It's like watching the dude do it the is awesome, awesome dunk. I'm going to watch it over and over again, over and over is, and over again. It is awesome, but it's not that outlandish. It, I mean, most quarterbacks can, you know, do that. But again, that's that's something that's caught the attention of fans, and it should. He does have an extremely strong arm, but you can't take that away from him. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but it, it, that that is not a, uh, a miraculous feat by any stretch of the imagination. But again, it just showcases that that he does have a howitzer on his for a shoulder for an arm, and and, mm-hmm. and, and that that could be good. But arm strength is just one one factor of being a quarterback. You know, uh, again, I can go back to when I played quarterback. Uh, I could throw it a mile. I could throw it through receivers. Arm strength was never a problem. But the difference in me and the rest of the quarterbacks that were good was I was a thrower and they were passers. There's a big difference of being a thrower and a passer. So I want to see Levis. I want to see if he's a passer. We know he's a thrower. We know he can break gloves when he throws a, a, a hitch route. We know he can throw it 70 yards in the air. I want to see him as a passer anticipating receivers coming open, throwing receivers open, having the touch over the middle, anticipating the post route, those things, you know, I want to see that. That tells me that he's more of a passer instead of just a strong arm thrower. And, and, and again, that's that's something that a lot of quarterbacks have is that that arm strength. But what makes them different is if they, they evolve into a passer. I mean, some of the best quarterbacks who ever play the game 
aren't known for their arm strength. Peyton Manning did not have a cannon arm. Eli Manning did not have a you know did not have a strong arm. Had a really good arm, but nothing like what Will Levis could do. So uh, that that's what I want to see, and that's why I think we'll see in fall camp is he can evolve from a thrower into a passer. Hey, and we'll find out in about sixty-four days. Sixty-four days, Nick Roush. We're getting close, my friend. Oh man, I cannot wait. Oh, you know what? You, wait. You, you need you and your you and your family need to do next. What's that? You need to drink some chilled, man. Go ahead, be relentless. Chilled always has you covered. You yeah. and your family need to hide that hydrate with a bottle of chilled available at your local Kentucky convenience store. Learn more at drinksword.com. Built in the bluegrass, built by Sword Performance, because you need to hydrate, especially with the Fourth of July weekend coming up. Definitely, uh, you need to you need to stay hydrated. Yeah, and I also drank too much coffee this morning too, so. You know, if I don't get a shield in me, then it's just going to be a vicious cycle. So, shield by sword, that's the way to go. I, I need one after eating ribs this morning. So, <laughs> <laughs> so Freddie, yeah. are they how's, – how's it work at the Brussels Kroger? I know where exactly where it is. It's a big, beautiful uh, building yeah. there off US-60. And so, if, if I buy some ribs, they'll give some ribs to some first responders? Yeah, absolutely. So, you can come buy a rack of ribs for $10 and donate that. We'll just donate a rack of ribs and they're feeding first responders all through the 4th of July weekend. Uh, there's a big fire truck sitting right in front of me and uh, they'll be, they'll be cooking ribs through the 4th. So uh, yeah, I mean, I, I was out here yesterday. I already had some this morning. So I need to talk to a nutritionist. I don't think ribs for breakfast back to back mornings is a good thing for me. Dude. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I hope you just walk an extra mile today. That'll keep the cholesterol low. Yeah, that will, and then, you know, I hope I don't get the gout from eating pork, but, you know, you never know. <laughs> <laughs> well, Nick, I, happy, happy 4th of July weekend to you and yours. Uh, again, go go to the website, check out the, uh, the Kroger Hometown Pickup Tour, stop number one, which was Jackson Smith, uh, and, and uh, next week we'll be, we'll have stop number two on the website, and then, uh, then we're turning it over to you and, you and Adam. Yeah. Or, uh, yeah. So I hope you guys, uh, I hope you guys got your game ready, man. Cause Zach and Bradley are very good at what they do. Oh, I'm bringing my A game, Freddie. Don't you worry. I do. I do need to <laughs> cut my hair before though. It's getting out of hand. I'm yeah. lazy stuff where, you know, it's just like, well, I've made it this far. I might as well. And when I say made it this far, I mean, instead of it's once a week, I made it two weeks without a haircut. So I'm feeling yeah. shaggy. Got to got to get back. Maybe do a little exercise and get the push ups in beforehand. Yeah, got to get the got to get the arms pumped up there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but happy Fourth of July to everybody. Yep. Uh, I hope you have a safe and wonderful weekend. Do not. And uh, uh, as, as Jeff Ruby said, don't celebrate the fourth by drinking a fifth on the third. You could get in trouble. Uh, yeah. And, and uh, those fireworks they explode. So uh, you know. It, fingers just come on you want to keep them all okay be smart out there. yeah yeah and then uh it's going to be hot so hydrate with shield drink sword uh go to sword before uh, drink sword.com and, and get you some shield man that'll keep you hydrated through the port so happy fourth of july to everyone uh thank you all for listening and uh i hope everybody has a wonderful holiday weekend